Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. We were engaged for two years and, and then, then we, we broke, broke up. up and then we stopped talking to each other for a year and now we do a podcast together. Would you have a baby with me? If I can get you to cry next podcast, we'll have a hat trick. <laughs> you don't know this, but I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. What? <laughs> if I met you now, I do not think that I would go out with you. Oh my God. I think if I met you now, I'd, I'd fall more in love with you than I did the first time. So guys, this week we did something we've been meaning to do for a little while, which is in episode 20 naked photos of my ex we had a big conversation around naked photos having naked photos consent it was big and we got a lot of emails about it which i think is really good although it was also slightly terrifying but we've mentioned before that afterwards we had i would say the biggest fight that peter and i have had since we broke up And so we wanted to take some time to try and unpack where each of us is coming from. The conversation ended up going on for a really long time, so we've actually split it into two episodes. This is part one of arguing with my ex, (laughs) and next week you'll get part two. Enjoy. I want to talk about arguing. Oh, yeah. Because you and I had a fight. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And it made me think a lot about fights because as well as that, another friend of ours contacted me and was like, hey, I started listening to the podcast and then had to stop because it reminded me of how frustrated I used to get when I used to fight with you. And uh, I know that yeah. you you find it really frustrating to fight with me as well. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to fight with you now that you're in a different country and I'm not in a romantic relationship with you. <laughs> that is definitely true. But... There are people who I argue really well with. Uh-huh. And they don't get frustrated, and we both walk away happy at the end of the discussion. I mean, I feel like that happens most of the time. So, like, since we've been speaking again, which has been over a year, I feel like we've only had one major disagreement. Like, we've disagreed a lot, and that's been fine. But there's only been one where I've started crying. <laughs> What, was that the one that we had the other day? Yeah. So do you want to talk about what that was about? Yeah. So so we put up, what episode is it? Episode... Episode 20. Yeah. Episode 20, Naked Photos of My Ex. Is that what it's called? Yes. It's your podcast. <laughs> yeah, but you have this information in your head better. Anyway. It's true. So that episode, we talked about you having naked photos of me which you didn't previously have and then you found again but you also talked about having photos of someone else who asked you to delete them and then you deleted them and then you accidentally got them back and then you didn't delete them and I mean we had a we had a fight about that really I mean it was something that I had issue with at the time but I didn't like once that podcast went up and I was like yeah, I still feel weird about that. And then someone wrote an, in an email and was like, look, that's fucked. And I for- I think I forwarded the email to you and I was like, look, I actually agree 
what they said specifically was, hey, that what you've done is the equivalent of hacking into someone's account and stealing nude photos. To me, I wasn't really entranced with the specificity of that argument, but I was like, it was a catalyst for me being like, yeah, I need to have this conversation with Peter because this is something that I do, like I genuinely feel uncomfortable about. And so then we talked about it. And you felt really frustrated by that conversation. (sighs) Yeah, because your brain works in such a different way to me. And I, I didn't do my best job of being like, okay, I'm trying to understand where you're coming from. I was just like, what the fuck? This doesn't make sense. So what happened is in that conversation, you're like, hey, this makes me really uncomfortable. And I said, why? And you said this and that. And we went back a while. And then I realized we were having two different conversations. So I deleted the photos. Like I was like, oh, okay, look, I'm just going to delete the photos right now because it makes you feel uncomfortable. And that's the thing I care about. Like, I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. I'm going to delete the photos. And then I wanted to keep talking about it. And and you didn't. You you started crying and said that you couldn't have this conversation and that you felt uncomfortable and that it reminded you why you hated fighting with me. Sure. I mean, okay, to put it in context, I was like really, really brain fried. I was like, I don't think this would be a big conversation. We'll just have, I'll just mention it. And then it's like tagged in my brain of like, you've done that. And you're about to go to bed and yeah, I just was getting, I was not in a good frame of mind and I was like, oh, I'm actually really upset about this and I'm not, I don't think I can have this conversation right now. And so I don't know, I don't know if you're aware of this or if you've forgotten this or if you're never aware of it, but I do not function well when I get something hinted at and then dropped. What? I thought everybody loves that. The cruelest thing you can do to people in general, but specifically me is, hey, I'm really annoyed at you. I don't want to talk about it right now. No, no, no. But but the thing was that in my mind, I was like, oh, this is just like going to be real easy. I'm just going to be like, hey, you know, actually that thing, I feel this way. And you would be like, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. I will just X, Y, Z. So I wasn't picturing it being a big deal. I was like, oh, this is probably a really easily solvable thing. We can just do that now. Then it's out of the way. The thing being the topic we spent a full hour on in the podcast. Yeah. You're like, hey, you know how we couldn't agree on on how to deal with naked photos? I've decided how you should deal with it. So just quickly do that and then we're done. I mean, I didn't think about it that much. (laughs) I was just, well, because we haven't had a situation where I can't talk to you about something. Or I've right, like, no, had to I, be like... I wanted to talk about it. No, I I'm just really saying... I really wanted like, to talk about it. In the time that we've like reconnected and been talking, there's been no moment where I've had to feel like, oh, I should probably censor myself on that and talk about it later. You know? So I was like... My issue is not, is not that you weren't in the mood to talk about it. It was that you brought it up and then stopped being in the mood to talk about it. I find that really frustrating. It, it's, it played in my mind for like six days afterwards. Oh, really? Yeah, because you'd said... I don't like talking about this kind of stuff with you. I don't like arguing with you. This has reminded me that I don't like arguing with you. Yeah. I mean, it did do that. And it made me think, why is it that some people I argue with really well and some people I argue with really badly? Have you considered that maybe it's your cunt half of the time? No. (laughs) Not at all. Like I said, I've been thinking about this a lot. I think what it is, is that I... Okay, I'm going to go broad and... This might sound like it's unrelated, but it, it is all, it's, it's all a beautiful web of relevance. I strongly, strongly, like one of my core beliefs as a human 
is that there's no such thing as inherently good or inherently bad. Uh-huh. You have to understand the context of things. And I do not like being told what to do. And I do not like being told what to think. So this idea of someone being like, hey, Peter, that thing you do is a bad thing. I'm okay with not doing that thing anymore, but I want, I want to understand why. I want to understand the reasoning behind it. And so the thing that I do that drives you absolutely mad and drives this friend who emailed me absolutely mad is that in order to understand something, I need to isolate it. Oh, yeah. If you say to me, hey, Peter, doing... I'm trying to think of any example. Uh, eating sugar is bad. Eating sugar is a morally bad... Th- no, okay, here it is. If you say to me, Peter, you shouldn't eat sugar, I'm going to say why. And if you like health benefits, here's the studies. I'm like, great, proven. But if you're like, it's morally wrong to eat sugar, I want to know why that is. I want to understand why it's morally wrong to eat sugar. And the explanation of, oh, it's just bad, is meaningless to me. And the explanation of, oh, it makes me feel bad, is only useful in the context of me standing in a room with you and eating sugar. You look like you're annoyed at this metaphor already. (laughs) Um, sure, yeah. Imagine that I spend my life leading people down a path that goes to eternal torture. What? Imagine there's a road, Uh and at the end of that road is eternal torture. Uh And I spend my whole life being like, hey guys, go down that road and keep walking. You keep telling people to go... Down the road. Down the road towards the torture. Sure, (laughs) yeah. That's a bad thing to do. Uh, I mean, given the context, yeah, that doesn't sound like a really nice thing to do, no. I'm an atheist. In the point of view of a lot of Christians, that's what I do. Yeah. I lead people away from Christ and thus towards torture. That's what a lot of Christians believe that I actively do in my life. And, you know, you should maybe... You should maybe you should maybe seriously consider that. <laughs> and and so so when when Christians look at me being an atheist, they're like, oh, he's doing a bad thing. And I'm like, why am I doing a bad thing? They're like this. I'm like, oh, well, I fundamentally disagree with you. Like, I don't think that road leads to torture. I think that's untrue. So like, whether or not I'm doing a good thing is really really different depending on which side of that fence you fall on. Yeah, yeah. So I want to understand why people think I'm doing a bad thing. So when you say, I mean, we got we got a bunch of emails. We got a bunch of really interesting emails after episode twenty. Being like, Peter, that is a bad thing. And particularly a few people were like, hey, at one point SJ said, that makes me uncomfortable. And you said, that's irrelevant. What a dicky thing to say. But like, if I'm being an atheist and that makes people uncomfortable, that's not for me a reason to stop being an atheist. So in that sense, I don't care about your feelings. Your feelings are not in themselves a reason for me to stop doing things. I want to understand the motivation behind those feelings And if I agree with the motivation, then absolutely I'm going to stop doing those things. But if the motivation is something I really thoroughly disagree with, I'm not going to stop doing what I see as a good or neutral act because of your feelings. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. You sound so bored. I'm not bored. I'm just like... this, This feels like a lot of other conversations that we've had. I Like, I'm actually like... I, I suppose I'm really interested to see what kind of resolve this will come to, but I'm also not hopeful. I just, I want to, I want to be heard. I want to be understood. Sure. When I go into these ridiculous hypotheticals, I'm not doing it to change topic. I'm not doing it to try to find a loophole or win the argument in some weird way. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to isolate exactly what the thing is I'm doing that's causing harm. Because if you want me to do, if you want me to do something, I'll probably do it. I don't care about doing the things. If you want me to think something is good or bad... 
You have to convince me. Oh. That is a core part of my belief system. I'm never, ever, ever going to be like, oh, oh, someone said this is a bad thing to do. It must be a bad thing to do. Because that's the path that goes down like, oh, I was told that, that being an atheist is bad. I guess I'll stop being an atheist. Oh, I was told that, you know, not throwing rocks at gay people is bad because gays is, is evil. Oh, I guess that must be like, as soon as you accept what people tell you is good and bad, you become what I would consider a bad person because you're not thinking things through and, and, deci- and making moral choices. I am very passionate about making moral choices based on information. And that's why I find it frustrating when the road stops it. It makes me feel bad. Like, if you want to convince me I've done something bad, you feeling bad is certainly a factor, but it's not the deciding factor. This is so funny because this comes back to that conversation around, like, offensive. I think it's it's definitely Stephen Fry who, man, he has a particularly unkind way of saying things sometimes, even though he's also kind of amazing. He says, oh, what is it? When someone says, I'm offended, that's basically meaningless. Yeah, they're saying, I have feelings. Sure. I don't care about your feelings. I care about the reasoning behind your feelings. So if you feel bad because what I did harmed something, like, okay, for example, the N-word. I was the kind of, as you can imagine, just from listening to me in this podcast so far, I was the kind of teenager who was like, oh, people should just not care when people say the (laughs) (laughs) N-word. Which... Sounds really dumb, and I'm aware of of what a faulty thought process that is, but that is the thought process that I had. And then I learned more about it and learned that the world is more complex and learned that for some people, that word has been thrown in them in such abusive and horrible situations. That word is so significant that when they hear it, they physically wince. I am causing direct harm to those people by using that word casually. I think I learned this uh, via Tim Minchin. He had a song that used the N-word, and for a long time, he kind of was like, no, I'm going to keep doing this. And then... He just learned how much he was hurting people by it. And he was like, oh, I'm going to stop doing that immediately. No, there was a song about um, people being overweight. Uh, it, it comes up with the N-word as well. It, it covers uh, right. both in the, same, in the same piece that we're thinking of. But yeah, because he was like, ethically, I'm against people being overweight and not looking after their bodies and that happening intergenerationally. And I don't care if it makes my audience feel really uncomfortable. And then he was like, actually, there's probably really mean <laughs> to the way he said it is i'm basically trapping people in a room and torturing them by singing about something that makes them unhappy when they've paid for a ticket <laughs> but but the n-word was used as a throwaway word in one song and then he toured america and after every single show he had people coming up to him and almost crying or like being so furious and that was when he realized the significance of that word to people and so he took it out of the song and he wrote a whole song called uh prejudice really good song uh i thoroughly recommend it prejudice we got a lot of emails about this, and I went through and I replied to every single email with my thoughts and my thought process, and I didn't get a single response. <laughs> and then I clicked through to your Facebook page where the discussion is. We have the discussion at facebook.com slash honoreasley if you want to join in the conversation. And I saw one, I, I saw a few comments, but there was one that really annoyed me because they obviously hadn't listened to the podcast. Oh, what did it say? Of course he should delete it, that sicko. What, why does he need his trophies so bad? Oh, I'm not sure what that means. So trophies as in like, I've slept with this person, now I have a trophy, now I have something to commemorate the fact that I've slept with them. Oh. God, what a sicko. And I'm like, that is, God, that's such a 
like I feel like you really haven't listened to the podcast if you wrote that comment. Okay, so when we started doing this podcast, I'd listen to pretty much every episode and I'd be like, oh man, why did I say that thing? Oh man, that was so stupid. Over time, that kind of went away as I realized that either no one cared what the thing was or no one cared enough to tell me. <laughs> but that episode was the one episode that I've listened to recently where I was like, oh man, I really want to interject and say all this stuff or like push harder against this point or whatever. And I feel like I'm just doing that again right now. I feel like, <laughs> like I, I feel like I will disappoint so many people that will be listening to this that I don't have really well-constructed arguments. Because <laughs> I honestly just don't, like I don't have a clear answer in response to what you're saying. I'm like, Okay, you make a bit more sense now. That that's all I'm after. I'm I'm not saying this is the right way to do things. I'm saying this is how I think and this is why I reacted the way that I did. You should bring up the hypothetical that you gave me in the argument. Cuz to me at the time I was just so annoyed and I was like this is a ridiculous comparison, which is so often how I feel when you when you bring up the comparisons that you have. But for you that's your way of trying to understand it. Yeah, like like the the example I brought up was we were talking about you know if if someone sends you a naked photo and then after you break up they send you a message saying you should delete it, you were saying you should delete it, and I said why, and they said because they don't want you to have it. I was like I get that they don't want you to have it, but like the example and the okay the reason I brought up an example is because I want to isolate exactly what the difference is. That's what I want to understand. I want to know like why this is different to that. Because for me, these two situations are identical. For everyone else in the world, they're clearly not. And I don't understand why. And so the example I brought up was, hey, if I took a photo of a dog and sent it to you, and you loved this photo of a dog, and you look at it all the time, it would make you happy. And then six months after we broke up, I said, hey, can you please delete that photo of a dog? Would you delete it? That was my question. And your answer was, shut up, that's stupid. That's not what we're talking about. (laughs) And I don't bring up this dog situation to be like annoying or to go off topic. It's because I don't know what the difference is and I want to understand so I can I can tweak my moral compass. I mean, I think what I said, and I mean, I feel the same way. There's like a big difference between a picture of a dog and a picture of your own naked body. That's the point. <laughs> That's literally why I'm bringing it up, because you think there's a difference and I don't understand why. Wait on. And I wanted you don't to know... think that there's a difference between a picture of a dog... And a picture of your own naked body. In the, I realize there's a difference between those. No, two. I'm not. I'm not actually asking that to to like to, to score points. With the word facetious, yeah, I'm not. No, like I'm like, do you, is for you? There's a different. There's not a difference in the emotional quality. Of in like, the context of someone I used to date has this thing, and I don't want them to have this thing. There is no difference between those two. For you, like, why would there be a difference? What, Huh, that's so interesting. So for you, if I had a picture of you and a dog and I had a picture of you completely naked, like you have the same feelings towards me having both of those things. Right. My feeling is unless you publish it, if the moment you publish it, there's a massive difference. And we covered that. And we're not talking about these leaking or these being published. We're just talking about the person having them, like the person owning them. In my world, what difference does it make? Like you could own a thousand photos. Oh wow! It, it it does it doesn't affect me on any level. Why would it? I don't understand how that affects me because, as far as I know, you never look at it. 
But to me, yeah, that's so interesting because to me, there's like a huge, there's like a huge difference. Again, <laughs> why? Why is there this difference? <laughs> this sounds really weird, but you're you're getting um you're getting really worked up in this way that makes me feel weird. <laughs> okay, I get that you're passionate. Um, well, it's just you keep bringing up the same thing over and over. You're like, oh, they're really different. Wait, do you not see a difference? Huh, that's weird, because I see a difference. You're, like, you're obviously getting frustrated. Um, <laughs> because I don't know the difference, and I've said that a bunch of times. But you're also, like, not allowing space for me to answer you. Does that make well, sense? That's because there's a long pause, and I I, I know, because thoughts. I'm I'm thinking. I just find it interesting that you're getting really frustrated with me not, like, giving you the stuff, but you also keep talking. <laughs> so do you, do you want to keep, keep saying your... So you... Do you want me to keep talking or do you want time to think? Because I'm getting mixed messages here. Well, it's just every time you say a new thing, you introduce a new 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 idea. So there's, you know. So, so I'm just saying, like, the more that you talk, the more time I need to think about the thing. So, like, there won't be a spot where I'm... To, yeah. Carry on. You want me to keep going with this train of thought? No, I want you to explain the difference. Oh, okay. <sighs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get worked up and make you feel weird. It's okay, I just noticed that you were getting really worked up and I was like, I'm not sure that that's going to lead, lead us to a helpful <laughs> place. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know how to, I'm not sure how to say that in a way that isn't like, stop getting angry. Um, because that's also not helpful. I just have a thousand thoughts pinging through my head. So whenever there's a pause, I'm like, and this thing, and this thing. But I understand that's not helpful. Oh, it's just like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't have any option to say. Yeah, anyway, um, I just thought I would flag that. Uh, so to me, the emotions attached to the idea of you having a picture of me with a dog compared to the emotions attached to the idea of you having a picture of me and I'm naked, I'm really different. And that's without, again, them being published or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're taking that out of the equation. It's just the idea of you having access to them. In the same way that the idea of you having a picture of me with the dog where I look nice is really different to the idea of you having a picture of me where I'm doing something really awkward or embarrassing or weird. Yeah. I, I think maybe it's got to do with your attitude towards sex and shame. Like, I have not met anyone who experiences shame as little as you do. <laughs> so I feel like that's got to be part of it. And it's weird because I don't think that there should be shame around a naked image. Like... Should. I hate the word should. Anyway, I would like a world where I don't feel ashamed of the idea of my naked body because a picture of my naked body, I don't think it, it should imply something that's negative about me, about my sexuality, about my sluttiness or about what I look like and what that means about me as a person. I feel like it, I would like it to be a neutral thing, but the fact is that it's not. It's like a very loaded image i want to talk about question everything that is a, is a philosophical philosophical approach wait on i want you to respond to what i said 
I want to respond to that thing. It's just, again, I have to go broaden and narrow in. Okay, sure. So I heard as a, as a teenager the whole question everything philosophy or, or, or approach to life. And I really, like, embrace that. Because, and this is, like, people get annoyed at my wild examples, but they're just the only way I can think of to express myself. If most people were alive during Nazi Germany, they would have been on the side of the Nazi party. Uh, do you know what the Stanford experiment is? The Stanford prison experiment? I do. So basically they got a bunch of, of students, they split them into prisoners and guards, and they told the guards, hey, you are allowed to do whatever you like to the prisoners. The guards tortured the prisoners. I think there's... There's a, there's a lot more complicated, wishy-washy shit going on yeah. there, but that is the story. I think it's a pretty flawed experiment. I think it, there's some problems yeah. with it. We can never recreate it because of the, the ethical issues involved. There's a good... Um, John Ronson's book, The Psychopath Test, pretty sure it's that one. Yeah, they he he looks into that test and some of the things that are wrong with it. But yes. And so my broader point is that if everyone else is doing something, we are way more okay with doing that thing. If people in the, a position of authority tell us it's okay to do a thing, we're way more okay with that thing. I think that's awful. I find that repugnant. I think that's an awful approach. I never wanted, I never want to be that person. And so I genuinely have like tried to examine every part of my life and question it. And as a result, I do I do a lot of things that people consider weird. Like what? I'm I'm a poly guy who dyes his hair blue, does keto, moves countries, writes erotica, talks openly about incest mind control, does a podcast with his ex-fiance, wears really brightly colourful pants. None of these things I find that weird. Right, but you understand that most people do. Yeah. Like any one of those things would make me the weirdest person in, in most average groups. You just hang out with the very kind of fringe part of society? Sure. The pants thing, really? The green pants? Okay, go, go, go downtown. Sure, okay. In the middle of the day. Not many people wearing green pants. Got it. Count how many colorful pants there are. Okay. And so I have examined every one of these things and been like, what would make me happiest slash what do I think is the best thing for me to do? And so this idea that I should do a thing because everyone agrees I really dislike. When you say that you feel emotionally more vulnerable about me having a photo of you naked or a photo of you doing something weird than you do of me having a normal photo, I'm not saying this is the entire argument that you're making, but that is a reason for me to delete it, that, you know, you've presented this as a reason that I should delete it because it makes you feel uncomfortable. Uh, not really. I mean, that was in response to you asking me asking me what the difference was. Right, okay, so the difference between a picture of you naked and a picture of you hanging out with a dog is that one of them makes you feel really emotionally vulnerable slash weird. Yeah. And my, my original question to you was, if you had a photo of me and a dog and I said to you, hey, I want you to delete that photo, would you think it was reasonable to delete that, for me to expect you to delete that photo? Now, you're saying that one of them makes you more, makes you feel weirder than the other one does. Yeah. And yet the, the, the answer that the, the internet has broadly given is, hey, you should definitely delete that naked photo. Uh-huh. Like, everyone except for me agree. I got a few emails supporting my argument. But really? Wow. Who said that? What did they say? They said, I would really struggle to lose those memories. Huh. I would really struggle to delete a thing because I was told to. Huh. So imagine I have a photo of you naked and a photo of you making a weird face that you don't like. Uh-huh. And you said to me, Peter, I want you to delete that photo of a weird face. If I put that out to the internet and was like, should I delete this? I think the majority of people would say, no, you shouldn't. <sighs> Okay, let, let, let me frame this slightly differently. If I had a photo of you in a red hat and a photo of you in a blue hat, 
And you said to me, Peter, I want you to delete this photo of me in a red hat. And I said, hey, internet, should I delete this photo of her in a red hat because you've decided you no longer like red? And it makes you feel really uncomfortable and awful for me to have that photo. If I asked the internet, I think the majority of people would be like, no, you don't have to delete that photo. And so this idea that I should delete it based on your feelings is one that is not widely accepted and not the reason that people are like, you should definitely delete it. Because what you're saying is, I have feelings about this, therefore you should delete it. Yeah, sure. Now, if we've been broken up for six months, my question is, do you think it's reasonable for your feelings to govern what I do with my files or my photos or my life? (sighs) Look, I can understand where you're getting at in that it's like, you're saying that there's, it's weird that there's this idea around naked photos that doesn't persist to like, any other kind of file that you would have. Right. All I'm trying to do is isolate the reasoning. Yeah. That's all I... Like, I'm not... I'm not I don't care about winning. I deleted the photos you wanted me to delete. I won. Exactly. I don't give a shit about winning. I want to understand why this is different. Because I think the reason it's different is because everyone agrees. And personally, that is, like... That's why I went on that big spiel. That is never a good reason to do things. I really strongly disagree with that as a moral reason to do things. Because everyone agrees that you should delete them is not a good reason to delete them. Exactly. Sure. If everyone agrees because it will kill someone, (laughs) the reason to delete them is not everyone agrees. It's because it will kill someone. Isn't that interesting? That like, I'm just, yeah. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah, I understand where you're coming from in that you're like, uh, you're someone else's feelings shouldn't outright dictate what you like what you do your actions yeah yeah in the same way that if someone was like even if one of my you know best friends turned around and was like hey you know that video of you in hospital it makes me feel weird although that doesn't make sense i mean like if you're taking an abstract example that like that video of you and me in hospital, I don't like that, take that down. In the same way that, like, say if me and someone broke up and then they asked me to delete all the photos of me and them that's on my Instagram or something. Does that make sense? That one makes way more sense to me. Wow, why is that? Because that is something that is ongoing affecting their life publicly. I want to say tangibly. I got in trouble for saying tangibly last time. But me having something doesn't affect you unless you let it wow man i do not like that sentence (laughs) me having stuff online does affect you i suppose like all of those photos when you put them online there's like an understanding of how they will be used yeah but i think if you send someone a naked photo there's an understanding of how it'll be used yeah, and I, I actually think that inherent is in that understanding is that idea. Does that make sense? Like, as in, I think that there's this complexity for me around that exchange of, like, giving someone those photos or taking those photos with someone that is, di- like, different. Time locked. Yeah, I feel like there's this, like, often really unsaid thing that's involved in that exchange, which is distinctly different that isn't really overted a lot. Like I've been in situations where we, I have overted it. Like before those, before those pictures were taken is yeah, what I mean. We, we talked about this in episode 20. But 
for me, there's this idea around taking those images is there's this element of trust and like, I don't want to say camaraderie, but like there's some sort of like. We're in this together. We're in this together. I trust you to like be respectful of what I'm giving to you in this situation in a way that is distinctly different to like a different photo of me. That is the first half. It gets, I don't want to say worse, but I definitely get more frustrated as it goes on. And you can listen to that next week. For this week, we have an outro from Jeremy. Thanks for listening to Being Honest with My Ex. If you've enjoyed the podcast, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a review, and tell your friends. Peter is my second favorite son after Xander, but not his brother Xander, my son Xander. It, it's confusing, but thanks for listening nonetheless. Thank you, Jeremy. That was really great. I'm really glad that someone has finally usurped Peter as their favorite son. And if you want to send in an outro, I think we're at the end of our outros for the moment. So you can send it into contact at beinghonestwithmyex.com. And if you want to talk about the podcast, you can visit facebook.com slash Eastley. We're always having a conversation over there about it. But for now, you'll get the second part of this argument, in which I get more frustrated <laughs> next week. Bye-bye.